1: Hey, welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. Yes, it is the time slot for She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess. Brittany is off doing some wonderful things and getting prepared, and we'll come back in August and launch our new show for the fall, She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess. Until then, too, we're working on a new intro of something a little bit more hip and upbeat, um, more than just what you can do the robot and the pot lock, too. So, but I have the opportunity tonight to have um, Kevin Walker on as my co-host and to pick his brain about things that are going on in sports. Kevin Walker, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Princess. It's always a pleasure to join She Knows Sports with you and or Brittany or both. Uh, it's always a
1: pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Before I get started too much, happy anniversary, Ha- happy anniversary, Reverend Robinson. Um, yeah, it's happy been a, anniversary, it's been, guys. Um, yeah, it's been a wonderful ride. I love you. So let's get started, oh. um, Kevin. <laughs> and um, I want to talk about um, Bronnie James. And, okay, it's not one of those things, where were you, when, you know, but you know, what did you think when you heard that Bronnie James had gone into cardiac arrest um, and did you read that USC? This is the second player in the yeah. offseason that has. But let's talk about the James family and what you, what you thought when you heard
0: this
2: yes when i when I first saw it Princess i have um i have my my uh my one t v up where I have just it's called a sports mix and it has like six different uh boxes on it with different sports uh, yeah. uh channels on it and one came through and when you when you see the red and you see them break in and you see the breaking news I, it immediately catches mm-hmm. my caught my attention so I looked at it and I was like oh wow oh wow so you know they um you know when I saw that I was like no way, no way I said no way and then you know, it, it just, your your heart kind of drops. I mean, no, no pun intended. My, my heart kind of you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it hurt for for LeBron. And you know that I'm not a LeBron fan by any stretch. But like like you you say, you know, just because you don't like someone, you don't wish anything on anyone like that. Nothing. And you know, as a father, I have an 18 year old. My youngest son is 18 years old, and I can just only imagine. Mm-hmm what they went through you know, when they got that call. I don't know if, if LeBron was in attendance. I didn't read anything or hear anything that if he was in attendance. But nonetheless, when you get that news, I can only imagine what it was like and how fast LeBron dropped everything to, you know, to get over to yeah. the, uh, the facility or get over to the hospital, wherever he met them at. And, um, you know, I know Savannah, you know, a loving uh, mother of theirs, um, as well. I can only imagine – I just thought – I just prayed, immediately prayed for them, uh, Prentice. You you know, we we saw, uh, you know, DeMar Hamlin and what he went through back in January, you know, in that game. Um, So you see these young kids, you know, having these cardiac arrests. And you also mentioned that there was another uh, USC player – Vince, I can't pronounce his last name, long last name, but Vince, he's a seven-footer. Last year, he was also at practice. um, It was July 1st of last year. And he went through the same thing, and he described it as being super, super tired. But uh, back to Bronnie, you know, it's, you know, it seemed like they, the medical staff there at USC, did a phenomenal job. As did the Bills of medical staff who yep. were going on uh, Demar uh, Hamlin, you know, and they got him in and out of the ICU, which I thought was surprising. You know, when he, when the news first broke, I don't know, you said it happened what uh, around 9:26, 9:20, 920, somewhere around there, Tuesday morning. And um, mm-hmm. when I when I saw that, and they said they got him, he was out of ICU and he was in, in um, stable condition. I was like, wow, they, you know that you know that could have made a you know turn for the worse. But because his hats off, and from what I hear about the USC medical staff, it, they just do a phenomenal job of uh, you know taking care of their you know their their student athletes and, and their their faculty as well. So just yeah, it was just when I first saw it, it was just my you know it was just. It was just so heart-stopping for me. Again, I'm not making a uh, joke about it like this lady. No pun intended by any stretch of the imagination. But I immediately prayed for for the James family, for sure.
1: Pray for them. You know, you said something that I think we as parents all say is you get that sick feeling in your stomach and you can identify as a parent we have children you know that are in that age group and to think okay where was Savannah and where was LeBron how quickly did they get to the hospital or to the facility or was one of them Mm. there and their mindset while they were trying to get to their child because uh, exactly and you immediately go into prayer I am hopeful because um, he did not stay long in in ICU right. kudos to everybody around them that kept that secret and did not say because this happened the day before it did not come out in the news until um, yesterday or whenever um so mm-hmm. I, I thank you to whoever kept that and think you know it was necessary to broadcast right. this young man um but I want to go, and I think I'm going to give a shout-out to to East Scott. I think he has called in, Kevin. Um, E. Scott, if you want to be a part of the show, text me or text Kevin, and and we'll get you in here um, for sure. Just let us know. Uh, I would love to get your perspective on any and everything, um, a part of the show. But, Kevin, I want to talk about now the speculation of of Ronnie James. You know, this sets him back. And health is first now. And you would have to imagine that we won't see him on the court for a while. And and I would, as a mom, I would not want him to be out there until he, you know, is ready, even if that takes a year. But this sets him back, does it not, Kevin? Yes.
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And before I touch on yeah, uh, East Scott said, "Put me in, coaches. He's he's ready to play." So um, <laughs> yeah, you can you can bring him in. So um, right. yes, yeah, I mean, abs- absolutely. Uh, East Scott and 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 I talked about this last night, and um, we both said, you know, yeah, it's definitely going to set him back. And you you would think that um, you know him being so young, he does have time to uh, you know, to, to bounce back from this. Um, you know, East Guy and I both said, you know, that, you know, there he's gonna go through monor- he's gonna go through the monitoring, he's gonna go through everything. That he has to go through, but you know what you have to. We also said that you have to put the back, um, the uh, the basketball on the back burner for now because you know it's yeah. LeBron James, he he's he's uh, you know a billionaire. He has so many different resources, so many different companies, things of that nature. So you know, just put it on the back burner. Even though it's a love of yours, we we understand that. But you know, try not to rush back because you know sometimes you may get that that. You know that that one doctor, that one medical guy that says it's okay, or one person—I don't want to say guy—that one medical person that gives him the okay—and it may not be that; it may not be okay. So, you know, with that yeah. being said, yeah, I, I think—I mean, put some light on it as much as I possibly can—is that is that, it's, you know, it, if it had to happen, it, it had it happened at the right time when he's still young enough to still you know salvage his you know his career. But I hope he doesn't rush back as much as he loves the game. And as much as LeBron has been out there and said he wants to play with Bronny, um, I think that's on the back burner of their minds for for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to set him back. Uh, for how long, you know, that remains to be seen. I'm no doctor by any stretch of the imagination, but I definitely want to set him back, I would think, at least two, three years. I would think it would be two, three years. But we, we've seen some some miracles happen. we see seen the look of look Demar Hamlin. He's back playing in less than, what, six, seven months. Uh, from what you know, he yeah. experienced. So you know, we we we've seen some. We, we we've seen miracles.
1: Yeah, you know, and the fact that, um, and you're right. If it was going to happen at 18 or 17, I don't know which one he is yet. I don't think he's turned 18. Um, this is a good time, and the fact that it happened at the facility at USC, where doctors yeah. were plentiful um, and trainers were there to to make sure um and and assist him and and render aid and yep. i would say as a mom i could care less if he played basketball again if 40 Gosh. years from now he's able to still talk about it you know we just kind of you know have this whole journey that we we expect from people yeah. and lebron james himself let me welcome in e scott how are you doing sir
0: Hey, I am well. Yeah, I saw a post earlier that Britt was going to be out and K-Walk was going to be um, on tonight. And I know you guys are always uh-huh. really good about filling in for me. So I, I didn't even let K-Walk know. I just felt I was hey, no, going to be a surprise <laughs> guest. That way I didn't have to prepare nothing. I can just talk <laughs> to unadulterated sports, off the top of my head. I can make it up as I go along. Love <laughs> I love
2: <laughs> good, buddy, good, brother,
1: good, <laughs> brother. His intros are always something else. Your thoughts, um, Erica, about Bronny, about and, and what you thought when you heard this as a parent? Well, when
0: I first heard it, I was like, you know, uh, along with this, I, um, the things you guys said, I was glad he was at the um, facility because like k Walk mentioned last night, A lot of times, basketball is a sport you can do by yourself. So you may just go out and shoot some baskets when no one Uh else is there. And it's really good that that wasn't the case, that he was surrounded by people. He was at the facility. Like you said, for instance, good thing they kept it secret. They kept it under wraps. And I just hope that this young man is okay. Now, I do hope he is evaluated by proper doctors and he gets the truth. Because, you know, if you search hard enough, you can find that one doctor that say it's okay. Again, you guys mentioned yes. Jamar Hamlin. I don't think Jamal Hamlin should ever play football again, but. I don't know his personal situation. I just know from what I saw, but they have cleared him to play. And a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, he's medically cleared, He's medically clear." Well, a medical clearance can be can be obtained, but I'm just grateful that hopefully like, he's going to be okay. And like K. Hey, Walk well, and I said last night, LeBron is not only basketball. LeBron is mm-hmm. a brand. He has a lot of different businesses, a lot of different entities, yeah. and so. Mm-hmm. Le- Ronnie can still find his way in this world. Without basketball and not just rely on his parents' wealth and money, there are a lot of other businesses and avenues he can go into. Stay at USC, get that education, and then maybe further your career in another aspect because, like you said, Princess instance, other parent, that's just scary to know at 17, 18-year-old, your child has cardiac yeah. arrest. I mean, it's devastating mm-hmm. when an old person has it. But a 17, 18-year-old, yeah. yeah, basketball might not be in the courts.
1: Yeah, may not be in the cards. Mark, I agree with you. Um, Eric, if, if I were his mom, boy, go sit at and, home. And, and I don't mean to, to
0: disrespect
1: Mark at all, but I, w- I would really say, you know, because football is a violent sport. But let me mention, and Kevin, you know who I'm talking about, and maybe Eric does too, Keontae Johnson, who had cardiac yeah. arrest at Florida State playing for the mm-hmm. University of Florida Gators, and he sat out two years. And Florida yeah. would not clear him. They right. would not put him back on the court. He found a team, and that is Kansas State. And uh-huh. they not only cleared him, he started last year and now has been drafted into the NBA and looked good the entire year, never had yeah. any hiccups. So that is um, a blueprint out there. But, guys, I just want to say before we move on, is there? it does seem like there's a trend. I'll start with you, Kevin of youngsters mm-hmm. with cardiac arrest. Um, am I just being blind here? But this seems to be, no. or maybe I'm just becoming more aware of it. Your thoughts, generic. And, and
2: yeah, you you gotta ask yourself that you know you know this day and age. I mean, I know there's so many ways of taking care of your body, and you put so many different things in, in your body. But I know at the same time, with all of the testing for PEDs, you gotta be you gotta be cautious of what you put into your body because some of the over counter stuff that you may buy, or some of the stuff that your strength and conditioning coaches may may, may provide to you, may not be something that's um, that's approved by you know by the NCAA. So you got to be careful, you know, with that. I, I know me back in the day, you know, I, I put a lot of different things in my body, you know, to keep my body going and stay in shape. So you got to ask yourself, is everyone, you know, you know, are, are they putting this, the right things in their body? I'm not saying this is the case, but you know, when you when you start to hear about these young these young kids, you know, having cardiac arrest, are they doing too much? Um, or are they? being pushed too hard by the coaches um, because, you know, sometimes, you know, coaches, we all know coaches, you know, especially if you're on a hot seat or if you, you know, you want to, you know, especially with USC being a big time program, uh, they are, you know, sometimes yeah. you you, know, you may want to push your players a little harder than, you know, than, than you should just so they, you know, they could be ready. They could be in game shape. I, I get all of that. But at the same time, when you see something like this, um, and you see something like Mar Hamlin, and you see something like the young man last year that have happened in USC as well, you've got to ask yourself, you know, what are we doing here? What's the common denominator here? I know DeMar uh, Hamlin is a different situation because that was blunt force, uh, 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 blunt force trauma to his chest, and we know basketball is different. So you've got to ask yourself between the kid, the kid last year and, 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 uh, and Bronny this year, what's the common denominator there, and then what can we do to avoid this from happening uh, going forward? Yeah,
1: your your thoughts, Eric. Cardiac arrest is it, it says that for a moment there, your heart stops, correct? Yeah. And you know, yes. And um, you know, is is this a trend? And maybe I'm just
0: becoming more smarter to it or aware. But your thoughts? Yeah. I I, I get where K-Walk is coming from, and I understand, but. At this point in time, if you put yourself in LeBron or Savannah's position right now, you don't really care about the stats or the numbers or yeah. however many other people this has happened to. I mean, even if it was just an isolated incident, this is your child. And at the first mm-hmm. of that's what you really, you know, care about in the moment. And as for, you know, what are they putting in their body, I, I don't know. And I, But at, they only really, really care at this point about – you know, what has Ronnie done? Is it is anything? Did he put anything in his body? Is this something they could have avoided, or been, right. you know just just one of those things that kind of happened? And I know, as a dad, we men and women pair different. It, it just is what it is. As a That's dad, right. LeBron is going to have these concerns, but he's probably not going to voice them. Whereas women tend to, you know, parent. But, you know, different than we do, if he plays basketball again every time he's on the court, you're probably going to see the worry on Savannah's face. Yeah. I mean, it just, no, yeah. just, you know, kind of is what it is. That's why I'm saying given the way their family's set up and they have all these other business revenue streams and avenues, I, mm-hmm. I I don't think I would be comfortable in him ever playing again, because if your heart stops at seventeen, eighteen, 18, you know, like you mentioned a guy yeah. who had to leave Florida and go to Kansas and find a team, like I said, you can find a doctor mm-hmm. to say you can play, and it may be what That's I true. said to that, but Why put yourself through that when you don't necessarily have to? He's not a 17-year-old, 18-year-old that needs to turn plow to take care of his family because, you know, that's the situation for a lot of kids, especially African-American kids. What's the first thing Mm -hmm. they do? They buy mama a house. They buy mama a car. Well, ain't nothing Brody can buy Savannah that she already
2: has. I mean, <laughs> just, right. just,
0: I mean, something sentimental maybe, you know. Not not counting that or draw a yeah. picture to put on the refrigerator like your kids do when they little. He might can mm-hmm. do that, but there's nothing monetarily he can go purchase for her that she does not already have. So that's not his situation. And I know. Inside, he wants to play, he wants to do this, but, you know, sometimes, I, you know, God God sends you in a different direction, and you've got to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, take that into consideration. Yeah, and was and with that a plan for you? Yeah, Go and ahead,
2: with Kevin. that being said, yeah, with, I'm sorry, Princess, with that being said, he, I mean, a great point there. I mean, there's nothing he really can buy her that, you know, that she doesn't already have. And what, she, what he can give her that she doesn't already have is grandchildren grandchildren yeah and what mm-hmm. how do you do that is that you know prolong your life as you know as, as best as you possibly can so a uh, great point there you know I just wanted to just add that but uh, go ahead take it away I'm sorry
1: I, I was just gonna say Kevin as a mom every time you're around them you okay how you feeling?
2: Mm-hmm. You good? Right, my mom you, does you it don't. all. Right <laughs> <laughs> Did it on Monday, and
1: <laughs> exactly. And my mom, if I said I had a cold, you know, because it was I moved away from home, I had a cold, and she was there the next day with you know with mm-hmm. everything. So that is just the mom's perspective. Um, we're going to take a break at seven thirty, so we'll leave it right there. But I want to talk now about Nathaniel Hackett. Um, and mm-hmm. what Sean Payton came out and said today. And let me just say for the record, I've always liked Sean Payton. I I don't know why. No. I liked him with the Saints. Um, you know, and I really like how he was just candid. He said, We don't want to spend all this time, um, you know, recapping a whole lot. But he said, I wanna go back in history for just a moment. Yeah. He and he just really laid it all out there. Eric, I'm gonna mm-hmm. start with you on this one. Your thoughts about Sean Payton being so candid about how the Broncos were in such disarray and, uh, and, and gave Nathaniel Hackett a shout-out, you know, and talked about this. Yes, your thoughts about how he
0: just revealed all of this. I read that earlier today, and I think, because, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, sports is for entertainment purposes, and I'd like to see more of that in sports, because, you know, most of the time, 99% of the time, when coaches are interviewed and they take the podium in a the post game, they say the right things. They say the politically correct right things. Yeah. They want to win the press conference. For once, somebody finally came out and said, hey, no, dog, when I got here, this was messed up. I had to fix a whole lot of stuff. And who's wrong <laughs> with it, Coach? Oh, Nathan, he named names. Nathan, you had it. He messed <laughs> up And I got to in here and fix it. And, you know, he's not the first one to feel that way. He just had, you know, the gumption to say it. And, again, for entertainment, oh, I, that's for us gives us content like we're talking about it now because he gave just a standard answer oh yeah you know we just want to take the team in a different direction we see some areas of opportunity that's not newsworthy but he came in and he he gave put some he left some meat on the ball yeah we Uh messed up and it's nathaniel hackett's fault And I was glad he called him out. I mean, I don't follow the Broncos, but like you, Francis, I like Sean Payton because he's my ex-coach, so I will pay more closer attention to them going forward this year. And I wish him the best. I don't care much for Russell Wilson, but, hey, it is what it is.
1: I don't care much for Russell Wilson, but we're going to talk about it because I love how he talked about, you know, how he responded to future. We we got to talk about that. But let me go back to to John Sean Payton. John Payne said there was over twenty dirty hands in this, and it was and it's amazing how bad it was. Kevin, your thoughts. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything he said. Plus, to add on to that, we we uh, on uh, on Tuesday nights we have the sideline speech with Brittany Jones and Jason Collins and myself, and we have a guy that comes on. He's a uh, he's he's a beat writer for uh, for 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 Denver, so he he follows. Uh, he follows the Broncos, he follows the, uh, the Rockies, he follows the Nuggets um, as well. And we had him on Tuesday night, and we asked him pretty much the same question. Well, it wasn't Sean Payton, obviously, didn't come out until you know, today uh, to say what he said. Mm-hmm. But he kind of alluded to the fact that, um, that Daniel Hackett allowed so much to go on there, and that's why that particular, uh, that particular organization or the football organization part of it was in such disarray. They allowed uh, Russell Wilson to be Russell Wilson. He had his own parking spot. He had his own uh, office, you know. And then they yeah. tried to clean. You know, they, and then, and when he separated himself, he didn't want to do the things that you know he did. And 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 well, he wanted to be. His own guy. He didn't want to do the wrist the wristband thing. He didn't want to read the plays. He wanted to to do what he wanted to do. And then that's where Sean Payton is coming from. I mean, I know he didn't go into detail, but there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of dirt that has to be cleaned up, um, to say the least. So as far as Russell Wilson goes, we're going to see you know what Russell Wilson is about because we know that Sean Payton is a no nonsense guy. We know he's not the Daniel Hackett. We we know that. So Sean Payton's going to come in there, and he's going to you know he's going to lay it down. From what I'm hearing, you know the the, the, uh, the, the reporter that we talked to, Brandon Cristal is his name, and um, you know he told us that he you know he's setting a different type of um, you know a different type of value there, if you will. He yeah. wants to bring everyone mi- together. use your Miami Heat word culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, like, there you go. Yeah, we could use that word Good, good point. Good point. Yeah, great way there. But yeah, yeah, we could use that. He wants to use he wants to bring a different type of culture there. So, um, with that being said, yeah, I mean, there was so much and I was surprised that the Jets went after and, and got him, but we all know you know he's the offensive coordinator as the Jets, but we all know some. You know, you know there are a lot of coaches out there that are better suited as offensive coordinators or coordinators in general, not just yeah. offensive coordinators, and some are better suited as head coaches. I just think that I said it last season when you, when you watch the when you watch the Broncos. And that defense that they had, it was just unbelievable. And when you had Russell Wilson as the quarterback, I mean, there was so many close games that they lost um, that, that they should have won because the defense kept them in their game. Kept them in the game. But yeah, hats off to Sean. And Sean might be trying to buy himself a little bit more time, maybe give himself one more year on his contract to say, listen, I got a lot of stuff to clean up here. Man, it's going to take me a lot longer than I thought. I didn't. I, I didn't see this mess, you know, coming in here. But. Nonetheless, he, he's a no-nonsense guy. I like that he called him out, and uh, we're, we're going to see, uh, you know, how it goes from there.
1: Okay, so pick one, Eric and Kevin. Russell mm-hmm. Wilson has an outstanding year under Sean Payton. Or B, Russell Wilson is pedestrian, and Sean Payton drafts high in the draft and gets Caleb Williams. Which one is more likely Ooh. to happen? Kevin.
2: Uh ah i'm going to say the 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 lad i'm going to say b because I, I think um because one i think that uh i think russell wilson is is not going to be one of those guys that wants to he 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 wants um he he wants uh, structure, if you will. I know E. You always talk about how much you you love structure, but I don't think uh, Russell Wilson uh, is that type of guy. I don't think he wants the structure. I think he wants to be his own guy. So I think that he's he, you know he may defy uh, Sean Payton, and Sean Payton's going to see that. I think there's going to be some heads that are going to be butted, and then we're going to see you know him out of there because I think that if he doesn't do it, uh, meaning Russell Wilson, he's going to be out of there. He's going to be traded away, and then you know you bring in you know. You know bring in and go get Caleb Williams if you can get Caleb Williams, that'd be great so I'm gonna say b there princess
1: all right e scott um a uh Russell Wilson has an outstanding year and um or b he's pedestrian again, and time
0: make the move. As I often do, I agree with K-Walk on this one because I I think another term that's used a lot in sports when it comes to coaches and players, buy-in. Buy-in is a term that's thrown around a lot, but it does have some significant value. Is is Russell Wilson willing to buy-in? Because Mm -hmm. he might be one of those. He seems like one of those type of dudes. He's probably salty that Sean Payton took away all his perks. Like hey, walk mentioned, took away his office. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, like, because Sean Payne has this philosophy, you know, ain't no one dude bigger than the team. And Rod uh, Scott, he was yeah. Barry Bonds over there. But now <laughs> if you've got to be Barry Bonds and get your own recliner by your own locker, then you got to produce like Barry Bonds did. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. steroids aside, Barry Bonds is a hell of a baseball player. Russell Wilson wanted Barry Bonds-type privileges, but he wasn't putting up Barry Bonds-type numbers because like you said, he's just pedestrian. Um, in Denver last year, he had started to slip in Seattle. That's why P. Carroll was willing yeah. to let him walk up out of there. Mm-hmm. So you got to look at things like that. So if Russ is not going to, and I'm putting up the air quotes, if he's not going to buy in, which I don't think he is, yeah, he he might get benched before the season is over, put on the pup list, um, you know, something. <laughs> something. And, and that just to bring in a new guy, and then Sean go out and draft his guy. Because Sean is a proven guy. Now, Russ does have Super Bowl, so I'm not saying he's not proven, but they brought Sean in there for a reason, to clean up a mess. And if Russ is not his guy, look for them to get rid of Russ. Yeah,
1: you know, um, I like what you said, Eric, and that is that Russell Wilson started flipping. In Seattle, and that was enough for him to be okay. You know, you want a different scene. We want you to have a different scene. But I thought that Denver was really perfect for him, um, and and that he would flourish there. And he just really looked bad. And to see him, to see him be, you know, to confront others on the sideline, or see the defensive captain to come to Russ and say, "Hey, now we got you the ball back. Let's go do something. Yeah, you know, uh, amazing." <clears throat> Um, but we've talked about that enough. I'm going to try to slip in here, and then we'll we'll get a break in. But I want to ask you guys about Aaron Rodgers, restructuring his contract. Delvin Cook being in New York today, headed to New England tomorrow. You know, if you are a Jets fan, this is awesome. In our thread, though, Duck said, you know, if Delvin Cooks joins, that's too many running backs We'll just, you know, with talent, not enough carries to go around. Eric um, Scott, I'm coming to you first. Your, your thoughts about, first, Aaron Rodgers' restructuring and, and, and leaving $35 million on the table and giving them some options and the fact that, okay, are they really going after Dalvin Cook and what does that mean?
0: Uh, I'm thinking maybe... A.A. Ron had a call with Tom Brady, and he called Tom Brady, hey, man, how can I be as great as you? And Tom said, well, you got to give up some of that money because you got to have money to sign people. And you got to be able to bring people around you. Don't be like Drew Brees in the Saints. Take all the money. And then not leave room to sign anybody else I mean, we just re-signed Jimmy Graham He's 112 years old, but I digress um,
2: So I think it was
0: a good thing that Aaron restructured his contract To free up some money I don't know if it's for Dalvin Cook or whomever But it seems like he's committed to win Now, with Dalvin Cook, I can't believe he's been on the market this long I mean, he, 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 he had pretty good numbers over the past couple of seasons, but I think teams are going to the philosophy where running backs are a dime a dozen, mm-hmm. and they're not willing to overpay for a running back. But with Aaron giving up some of his money, it does mean the Jets are looking to bring somebody in. Maybe a new left. I don't know who the left tackle is over there. Maybe Aaron said, hey, I need to help on that offensive line. I need some protection. I don't know. But I think Dalvin Cook would be a good move for them. I mean, given they've brought in the soft back, you want a good, receiver, well, a good receiver. record. They already have that, so you want a solid running back. I think it's a good thing. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kevin?
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree there. I agree, and Dwayne Brown is the left tackle over there in the, uh, for, the uh, for the for the for the Jets. Just to let you know, guys. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with everything that uh, that he said uh, for sure. I mean, I think that's the way you have to look at it because look what happened. He took that. You know, I said it last night in our thread. Is that as soon as we saw that he took that? Um, you know, he restructured his deal. I said that you know Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook was probably going to be the guy that that they they restructured a the deal for, and then Less than twenty four hours later, look, we're looking to. See he's going into, he's coming into New York. I say coming into New York. So I'm in New York, ladies and gentlemen. So he's coming to New York, and and he's going to, you know, sit down and and, and listen to listen to the uh, the Jets. And you know, right now, I think the Patriots are bringing him in a day after. That might be a day too late. It may yeah. be a dollar short and a day and a day late. You know what I mean? So, uh, so. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's going to, I think they're going to get him. I think they're going to make him an offer that, you know, he can't refuse and it kind of like, yeah, I'm definitely surprised that it's been this long, uh, that, you know, he's been on the market, but now I really thought, and and when you, when it was, the question was posed to me, um, when he first hit the mark, I really thought that he was going to be a Miami Dolphin. I thought that would be the best fit for him with all of those weapons that they have over there, Tyreek Hill you know, Jalen Waddell um, and those guys. If two Tom Koloa can stay healthy, I thought, you know, that would be the best fit. But I, I think the Jets are going to let him in. I mean, once he gets in the building, I don't think they're going to let him out without a contract. And, I, and again, you know, I know he's probably going to say, listen, I, I've already committed to the Patriots. I don't want to. It's kind of like when, you you know, you take those recruiting visits. I have another visit. Let me hear them out before I make a But I really like the way, you know, this is looks for me on paper. Or he might just say, listen, you know, I love it here. I'm not even going to go visit the Patriots. Well, you know, let's make a deal. Let's You know, let's make a deal. But, yeah, I, I thought it was a smart move by Aaron Rodgers. That, you know, obviously the older you get, the, the, wiser, the better choices that you make, whether it be in life or whether it be in football. And I think that he realized that this was the move that he had to have made in order to make that team better.
1: Yeah, the Jets have made some good moves in the off season, and this may be another one. And if they are smart, they do go full court press and try mm-hmm. to get him in there and offer him everything that he may want and say and cancel the the, the travel plans to New England um, for sure. So um, when we can come back from break, guys, I want to talk <laughs> some college football, and I'm going to skip a couple of things because I really want to talk Deion Sanders. The Oncender's health. And then, of course, Colorado now leaving um, the Pac-12 after this year um, and headed back to um, the big 12 for sure. I want to talk about that after the break. I got Eric Scott and Kevin Walker with me here on She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess. We'll be right back. Never
0: had it so good. CampLineman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Wonker. We make it easy to talk sports. You're inside. Never had it so good sports radio. Join us live weekdays at 7 p.m. and on site at Hills Barbershop on Fridays at 5 p.m. We make it easy to talk sports.
1: All right, welcome back to Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess, and tonight I have Eric Scott and Kevin Walker joining me, and shout-out to Brittany, who's taking care of bigger things. And also, I just want to give a shout-out to Never Had It So Good as a network, as a platform to do broadcasting, and, of course, top sports. Just a girl with a dream um, in 2013, and I set out to do this and look at where we are now. A lot of people have gone and come, but I have who I need to have with me who God intended for to be on this network, and that's where we are now. But we are having an anniversary show August Saturday at 10 a.m., we're going to do two hours and try to get some people in here that have been on the show before and just really just, you know, go down memory lane. But, of course, I just want to, you know, remind myself that this hasn't been easy, but it's definitely been worth it. And I have surrounded myself with some really smart, intelligent, and good people, for sure. Guys, I want to talk about college football, and I want to talk about Dion Sanders. Um, Eric Scott, your thoughts about Dion first with his health and him having surgery, having another procedure on the 20th, um, the threat of maybe losing that foot. And what does that mean for his effectiveness to coach and get them out of a 1-11 season? And then their move, to the Pac-12, I mean, yeah, to move out of the Pac-12 into the big. But let's talk about his health, and do you think that will affect us or, you know, or make him less effective this year when he really needs to make an impact?
0: No, I don't think it will because of what I know and can tell of course, from I mean, he's a solid dude. He's committed to the program. I think the guys, because, like, he got rid of over half the guys there, so I think he only kept <laughs> guys around who bought in to what he's trying to do So I don't think it'll I mean it'll hinder him some From a physical standpoint But I don't think it'll hinder his ability Because he still knows football He still is you know proven, Coming out, turning out to be a pretty good coach And as long as he can get the guys Like I said to buy in I think he'll be okay And now as far as them leaving the Pac-12 When UCLA and USC left I mean we kind of saw the writing on the wall Because I don't know about you guys but I, I watch very little Pac twelve football. I Pac twelve football yeah. to me is for gamblers who've taken a beating on that Saturday and now they chase <laughs> it late at night trying to get some of their money back. That's the only reason I can see to watch Pac twelve football because it comes <laughs> on entirely too late at night. I ain't trying to be watching football at two o'clock in the morning and I love football. But yeah. It's a bit much out there. <laughs> I like
1: that. I like that for sure. Kevin, 54 players transferred out since um, uh, Coach Sanders has been there, and I think he wanted every one of them to go. Your thoughts about his health and his effectiveness, and um, Duck pointed out he has a lot of good coaches surrounding him that have been there, done that before, and he thinks they'll be okay, and and. and Dion, I think it's just saying, I don't want to, no, let me not say Dion, Coach Sanders, because mm-hmm. that's what, I can, what he likes to be referred to. I think he's right. done enough to get them there. What can they do now? But 54 players left.
2: Yeah, it's it's exactly what he alluded to is like you know the, he wanted to you know to weed those guys out, you know, um to get those guys who didn't want to you know buy in to use uh, e, e Scott's terms there. Um and he he knew what he was doing. He you know, he he, he called a meeting, he knew what was going on. he, he looked at you know all of their you know their their past history their work at their their practice habits you know what they did in school and you know he 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 made it known that this was, what it was going to be about you know you buy in or or you buy out and and you know he weeded those guys out and that's you know that's what you ultimately do as a as a head coach as a leader and and you mentioned he surrounded himself with uh you know, with great coaches, uh, you know, around them, and, and that's what you know, great leaders do as well. They they surround themselves with people yeah. who are just as smart if not smarter than they are, and that way, you know, you you know, it gives you the ability to delegate. So he, he definitely, I definitely think that the health issue is is a concern because you know, anytime that you know you're dealing with blood clots and anything that can you know affect your heart, you know, as we spoke in the beginning, of, uh, in the beginning of the show, uh, and then ultimately it could you know cause him to lose his foot. Yeah, and we talking about prime time. I and mean, prime time without a foot, man, is like a day without sunshine. You know, it's just, you know, it's in my opinion. But. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's something, I don't think it's going to affect his coaching, uh, cause like, uh, E alluded to, um, he's a great coach. He turned out to be a great coach. We saw that, you know, in, when he was coaching in high school. Obviously we saw that in Jackson State and I think we're going to see it in Colorado as far as them leaving the, 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 to go to the big, uh, uh, to, to, uh, the Big 12. Um, I think you know it's, just, it's a homecoming for them. You know what they were they were in there for what fifteen years, and they left back in what two thousand eleven, I think it was. So you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just, it's a homecoming for Colorado. Personally, I, I don't think they should have left. Um, like it didn't make sense to me, you know. Kind of like you said, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's somewhere, you know, you it's a it's a it's a conference that is strictly for West Coast fans, uh, and, and you know, kind of kind of like you alluded to as well. Is you know, if you're a betting guy, you know, betting person, that you know, you can stay up late and watch those. Um, but yeah, and and then you look at the Big Twelve right now that they're still one team away from uh, you know to making out a full team. I think they need 14. I think they right now. They only have thirteen, but I think they need one more team and they're talking about UConn being that fourteenth team. Excuse me, that fourteenth team. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I think uh, coach Prime is going to be okay. Um, from what I'm hearing, uh from what he's his doctors and he he's talking about is that um they're handling it well, they're monitoring it well. Um, there's still a chance that he may lose that foot, but I don't think that's gonna affect his his coaching and when we saw him with the uh at jackson state we when he had uh, when he had the toe injury you know we saw him with that little uh that little scooter or whatever you call that mm-hmm. so i think we'll you know we'll see him in something similar to you know to that and again we 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 saw that it didn't uh that would that didn't affect his coaching so um yeah I, I think he'll be all right i think the i think the uh Colorado program is gonna be all right and um and was, i think it's gonna take them a you know two to three years to actually be where they they want to, they want really want to be. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, guys, this is really off schedule here, but I told Reverend Robinson, hey, Coach Sanders has blood clots and he's going to have to have surgery. He said, well, where mm-hmm. are the blood clots? And I said, in his groin. And he said, Lord, mm-hmm. have mercy. So what did you <laughs> all, <right>. all say?
2: <laughs> uh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> 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 uh, like... Uh, 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 yeah! Wow! Um, yeah, I didn't think you could get him there. I, you know, that's uh, the last place that um, you know. Um, I, I think he can allude to this, or he can speak with this as well. But yeah, I, I think that's kind of scary that you know to have it there because that could affect more than just your foot, if you know what I mean in that area. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I have to agree with Rev, Coach Rev. I mean, I mean, Rev on that one is yeah, uh, wow, um, and ouch. I'm gonna throw an ouch in there as well. But. <laughs> the first
0: thing I thought, I don't know a lot about blood clots. I've never experienced mm-hmm. this, knock on wood. But what I do know is they do tend to travel, and that's yeah. the part that's the scariest because mm-hmm. you don't the want heart, them to yeah. get up to your lungs, your heart, and that area. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they started in the growing or that's just kind of where they are now. But, right. yeah, like T. Waltz said, ouch. That, that, yeah. that hurt me. I'm, I'm, I'm about Powered. to hang up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's turn towards the
1: NFL, and I want to get this one in here before um, we run out of time. I want to talk about the 49ers, and I'm, I'm glad, Eric, you didn't get to see the, the, the list of things. But, Kevin, I just want to tell <laughs> you to tell me, how do you feel about the 49ers going into training camp? Brock Purdy is now – back in with no limitations and then mm-hmm. there's Trey Lance who has taken the next step. Your thoughts? I wanna to get your to the status of the forty ers as far as you're concerned.
2: Well, I, I think they're in a good position. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of there's a lot of teams out there who don't really know who their starting quarterback is or they're not you know really confident with their starting quarterback. The 49ers, you know, with this system and the system that Kyle Shanahan has, I think we, we saw, we, we haven't seen Trey Lance's, uh, you know, full movie, as to use my co-host's, uh, East Scott's term, we haven't seen his full movie, but I think we, we know what Brock Purdy is going to be in this offense. We saw that in, you know, the, the middle to the end of the of the season and even in the playoffs we saw what type of quarterback he is what type of leader that he is what type of uh energy he brings to that team he's going to be there he's going to be a qb1 i mean there's there's no question about that um he 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 played today or today i should say a little rusty and that's that's to, that's to be expected uh to be honest with you so he yeah, had no restrictions um i love it uh, at first i thought they were rushing it and you know but the fact of the matter is, you know, he's back. He did exactly what they're uh, what they expected him to do. And John Lynch has come out and said, even though you know he's no no restrictions, they still have a game plan. Well, uh, you know, with him recovering as far as him getting back and him rehabbing. But I think they're in a good position. I mean, a lot of people don't have two quarterbacks right now. And you can throw Sam Darnold in that talk as well. A lot of people, I know Sam Darnold with the Jets and Sam Darnold with the Panthers (laughs) is not an attractive thing. But – Nonetheless, in Kyle Shanahan's offense, you you see, you see that there there are quarterbacks who can thrive in this offense. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Brock Purdy, uh, you know, as we uh, were mentioning. So I think they're good, um, and I think they're going to be all right. And it's just, if everyone can stay healthy, uh, hopefully Nick Bosa can be back soon. You know, sign you know sign that contract. And uh, what should I expect him to do in the next week or two? Uh, I'm not too concerned about that. But so I think they're good, though. I think they're good. <clears throat> Okay, the status
1: of the 49ers is good to have two quarterbacks that you can depend on, um, just a, a a string of injuries that no one could have predicted. And you put Sam Darnold in there, uh, yep. I, in my eyes, Sam Darnold has a lot to prove for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I, for your sake, though, I don't want them to get down to Sam Darnold because to me that means something has happened to Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, you know, um, um, yeah, and we, and, and we I agree, I like again. Stanahan. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to see that. Eric, your thoughts about that. Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, um, and the 49ers with their quarterback situation, are they set?
0: We're well, we going to start with Sam Dar- Darnold. We're going to go D-N-P-C-D. <laughs> Did not play coach's decision because he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 When it comes to... When it comes to Purdy and Trey Lance, another field basketball reference I got to go with, you play the hot hand. And to me, right now, Brock Purdy is the hot hand. Like Wall alluded to and we talked about last night, we really haven't seen Trey Lance's movies. But I don't think that he can be that much better than Burt Purdy, maybe equal to, or maybe slightly better than, but you got Purdy who played a majority of the games last year, You know, well played more games than Trey Lance last year, he knows the offense, he knows the system, and he sits right in. I think you disrupt your team chemistry if you bring Trey Lance. The only argument I can make for Trey Lance playing is, you know, what they gave up to get him. So you can mm-hmm. make that argument, but that's from that's John Lynch in them. As far as Shanahan goes, it's like it's like K Wall said, Purdy fits his offense, he's the hot hand. If he's a hundred percent healthy like the doctors have said he is, I think that's your guy. And I mean like you said, Prince, it's a good problem to have, to have two quarterbacks. Um, Sam Darnold, get ready to hold that clipboard. You don't even have to have your uniform on over that big coat they put on. You can you have three have Josh of tell you, <laughs> you, you can go out right hey, after You do even got a shower because you, you didn't do nothing. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I run wow. out there Darnold and Josh Johnson and and, uh, and and Christian McCaffrey playing quarterback. I tell you that much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a what a what you all I thought were headed to to much bigger things in um, the playoffs. It just got derailed by what happened. What you there was just no way you could have written that script at all. Okay, Eric, because yeah. I gave Kevin the opportunity to talk about his 49ers. Let's talk about the Saints, and that wasn't on the list either, Kevin, but your thoughts about Derek Carr and the expectations from your section of your your Saints this year in the NFC
0: South. We, we we have to win the division because in football, normally, in most case or cases, your team is as good as your quarterback. I think we have the best quarterback in the division because, like, you look at Tampa, you got top Kyle Trash, Baker Mayfield. Derek Carr is better than both of them, so no matter who they're <laughs> out there.
2: Um, Bryce Young,
0: who now. This is no indictment on Bryce Young because I think he's headed for great things. I really like him in Alabama. I'm a little concerned with his size, but that set that aside for a second. I think this kid is headed for big things. However, he's not ready this coming year. It's going to take a while to get him, you know, to get him there. And Atlanta, I have no idea who they're sending out there. So we have the best quarterback in the division. I mean, we got AK-41. Um, um he once he gets his legal stuff settled, we got slant boy on Michael Thomas, we got Olave on the other side. We done brought back Jimmy Graham, but I don't know if that's anything to write home about. We got a decent defense. So even if we only go, say, nine and eight, ten and seven, at best case scenario maybe eleven and six, we should win the NFC South, which gives us a home playoff game, and you know the season pretty much resets once you get into the playoffs. Yeah. So if Derek Carr can be who they say he is, to me personally, not a Derek Carr fan, but if he can be who they say he is, they they mm-hmm. I think we're destined for good things. Now my son, he says that. If we're not gonna win the Super Bowl, I want us to go eight and nine. He said that's good enough, but we're not allowed to stop. But that gets Dennis Allen fired. He wants Dennis Allen fired. And oh, when wow. he, said, if Dennis Allen, he said if Dennis Allen can't win the Super Bowl, he needs to be fired. He said, but if he goes like ten and seven, they might keep him another year. But if he finishes yeah. at eight and nine, he's out of there. So yeah.
1: <laughs> I like uh, that. Not gonna, gonna win the play. Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: Do enough
1: to get the coach gone. Um, okay, yeah. Kevin, your thoughts about Derek Carr, the Saints, and where they are. And I agree. You know, when you think about the division, the NFC South, they've got to be mm-hmm. the favorite considering what everybody else is going through.
2: Yeah, they're definitely my favorite for sure. He and I are on the same page. We actually talked about this on Sports Talk with K Walk and E. Scott last week. We previewed the uh the NFC South and uh and we both we both projected that the uh the Saints would win the division. We we both put them at 10 and 7. I think he put them at 10 and 7. I'm not sure exactly. I think you put them at 10 yeah. and 7. I know I put them. Yeah. I put them at 10 and 7 and we thought that was um We thought that was the, uh, you know, a good enough record to win the division because you just don't know what you're going to get with that Tampa Bay offense. And, and we, we talked about the Carolina Panthers that they're rebuilding, even though they got Bryce Young who's, you know, the potential is there, but I just don't think the the Panthers are ready quarterback situation in Atlanta I know Arthur Smith has those guys ready I think they're running out there um Desmond Ritter is their guy you know the second year guy uh from Cincinnati so um but it, with all that being said I, I do like Derek Carr you don't know the situation with Alvin Kamara there you know he may face a suspension but I think that it's going to still be they'll still be good enough to uh to overcome that uh, they have Crystal Leve as he's uh, um, alluded to, and also uh, Michael Thomas. So I do like this team. Um, I don't know. I don't know why your son doesn't like Dennis Allen. I'm, I'm not sure there. I don't know too much about Dennis Allen, um, but I do know that he's going to be, He's going to. He's going to go to. Um, I'm not guaranteeing it, but I'm projecting he's going to go ten and seven, uh, win the division. And and host the playoff game, and I, I you know as a fan, you know you gotta you gotta want that because like you just like you stated, e you know once the playoffs start, you know it, it's a whole new season, and it resets, and and it's it's anybody's ball game uh, uh, from there. And again, I love their defense too. They have a a really good defense, a really good solid defense, especially the secondary. Um, you know you got you got bad, the, the honey badger. And Tyron Matthew, mm-hmm. you got Marcus May there as well. you got Cam Jordan. I mean, this, thing is, this team is uh, – they're definitely good enough to win the South uh, for sure. So I'm predicting them to win the South. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But they, uh, in my opinion, they'll be there.
1: Okay. All right. We got a little time here. I just want to ask this and have you pick one. Who has a better season? Saquon, who has admittedly is disappointed but happy to be mm-hmm. back. Um, but disappointed in the negotiations, or Bryce Young, who has been named the starter for the Carolina oh. Panthers, who has the who has the better season, Kevin?
0: Oh wow,
2: great question, uh, Prentice. Um, Who has a better season? I'm going to say, wow, I think I, I'm going to say Saquon. I'm just going to say Saquon because Saquon is he's kind of betting on himself, and they're, they're going to feed him because they, he's the engine that makes that offense go uh, um, for sure. I know Daniel mm-hmm. Jones is going to play a big part of that. They got Dar- uh, Darren Waller in there as well, and I think that addition will, um, you know, kind of give the, open it up for Saquon Barkley a, a little bit more, and he's still, even though, you know, it went down the way it went down, he's still playing with a chip on his shoulder, and if he can stay healthy, I think he has the better season. Nothing to take away from Bryce Young, but I'm right along with E. Scott there and saying, I don't think he's ready. I know that he, was a, he he was um, uh, announced as the starting quarterback this year. I think it may be too soon. I think he's going to be thrown into the fire, and that, that's going to be the, the NFC South is going to be a very, very competitive division, and I think they're going to go out. They're going to see some fresh blood in the water, and they're going to pin their ears back and go get that guy. So with all that being said, I'm going to say Saquon Barkley has a better season.
1: Okay, same question. Um, um, Eric, and that is, you know, Saquon Barkley having the better season or Bryce Young. And then I'm gonna add to it, Eric, why did they name him so quickly as a starter? I mean, you know, it's it's just July. I don't know why they would put that pressure on him right away. But but the first one first and that is Saquon
0: or versus Bryce Young, who has the better season? This is one of the rare times where K-Walk and I disagree on something. Okay. And, but I'll give my reasons. I'm going to go Bryce Young is going to have the better season because if I set the over and under at 12 games for Saquon, how many are you going to play? I'm going to go under because he has health issues. Like K-Walk said, he's got the chip on his shoulder. He's disgruntled. He's mad. I mean, like, I don't know. If, like sometimes you'll get an injury that you'll play through, you know, like we always say. Coach asked you, son, are you hurt or are you injured? Well, what's the difference, Coach? Well, if you hurt, you can still play. We well, all hurt. Well, then I'm injured because I can't go out there. So, I mean, I think it might be some of that going on. So, the reason i want to say Bryce is going to have the better season because I think he's going to play the whole season and I don't think over under 12 games. I think Saquon will play fewer than 12 games now. As to why they have named Bryce Young the start in July, that I have no earthly idea why you would do that. Even if you know that's something that should have been kept internal, there was no reason to make yeah. that announcement, you know, to the world. Because normally with guys like you got Patrick Holmes, you have Aaron Rodgers, um, um, a lot of guys, the first thing they say, well, we're going to sit him for a year and, you know, So he can learn this, he can do this, he can do this, he can pick up this. Well, basically, you've done one of two things if Bryce Young is ready to start. Either you've changed the playbook drastically, or he's setting it up really, really quick. And no shade to him if he hadn't. An NFL playbook, that's really hard. Unless it's really similar to the offense that he ran at Alabama, it's really, really hard to pick up. I would like to see him sit for at least a year and, and get seasoned. But, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here doing this podcast and working regular nine to five, and we, they up NFL coaches, and, yeah, they're they doing a little better than I am. So we're going to go with them. But I truly think it's a mistake. Even if he's your starter, I don't think it was necessarily for you to announce it in July.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Kevin, the same thing. Watch so quickly.
1: I mean, you know, yeah. they've gone through OTAs in, in June. Here we are, we're starting fall camp. Watch so quickly.
2: Yeah, two reasons, uh for instance, They went you they went him quickly. Uh uh Matt and Andy Dalton. <laughs> those are the those are the other two guys. Those are the <laughs> other two reasons. I mean that's the only thing I get to give As as E calls Andy Dalton the Red Rifleman, you know, um, and, you know, we've seen his, again, it's a used term. I still a lot of used terms, man. Uh, but uh, uh, Andy Dalton, we, we, we you know, we've seen his resume. We, we've seen everything that he's done. And uh, Matt Carell is, is young. I know he's, you know, he's fresh out of, you know, uh, Ole Miss. So he's got a lot to prove. And I think they saw in, in, in OTAs, they've seen in OTAs that, you know, he's the guy that they, they drafted early, you know, for and, you know, and I just think they just want to get him get him going as soon as possible, you know, give him that confidence um, to go in there and, to, you know, to under, to know that he's going to be the day one starter. Uh, so I just think that, you know, the fact of there's a, a lack of, you know, just a lack of competition and a lack of fire, if you will, um, that's going to, you know, to test him um, is the reason why they went with uh, Bryce Young so early.
1: Okay. Last question. We've got about two minutes. Who has the better season? C.J.
0: Stroud, Bryce Young. Eric. Oh. Oh. Probably C.J. Stroud because he, he, he has some of the intangibles that Bryce doesn't have, and the main one is size. That, that's what scares me yeah. about Bryce. He's such a little guy. I mean, but you can say, okay, Calamari is little, Drew Brees is little, but, you know, size you can't teach. That's just, that's the one thing you can't. And he looks fragile out there. So yeah, I'm gonna go Stroud just based on that alone. All right, cousin, taking on home for C.J. Stroud
1: or Bryce Young, have a better season.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go C.J. Stroud. I think he has a you know a little bit better weapons around him. Um, I, you know, I you know I think the uh, the, the Panthers traded away D.J. Moore, the, their best receiver to uh, to to Chicago, so that takes away him. So I don't really don't think he has a, a, a true number one. Not saying that that Houston does, but I think you know with Damian Pierce, the young the uh, the young kid there, the young running back, in and in Houston, I think you know that helps. It is going to help C J Stroud. And then I believe they brought in Dalton Schultz as well as their tight end. So we all know that the quarterback's uh, best friends are the, is the running game. And the tight end, so I'm going to say C.J. Stroud has a uh, as a uh, a better season just based off. I think he has better weapons around him at this point.
1: Yeah, one of the best thing the Texans could have done this all season is stay quiet, stay out of the limelight, mm-hmm. handle yeah. your business. And you you picked um you picked a very good quarterback, and I agree, Eric. He has the size. Um, and, and I really thought they had Georgia on the ropes, but I, I'm a, I'm a CJ Stroud fan um, for sure. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you for making thank this you. so easy. Um, I, I appreciate you both. Great show last night. And, um, and I am just honored that you all are on, never had it so good. Um, again, anniversary coming up 10 years. We've been broadcasting. Wow. Couldn't have done it without you, Eric Scott and Kevin Walker. I
0: appreciate you all immensely. Okay. I, oh, I, I appreciate, appreciate it, I, I appreciate you having me on and i just like to say this. This is a lot easier when I don't have to prepare. So, K-Wall, okay, I won't have anything ready for Wednesday. Okay. I'm just coming on okay. and going off the cuff. Okay. I mean, with no letter, no no trivia, nothing. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. you know I got I know. I'll be, be prepared. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. We'll that
1: have that, that in that segment. Amen, amen. Um, yeah, he said he doesn't it. want to prepare. You, you act like you knew exactly what I had on my list, uh, and that's what a great sports talker
2: can <laughs> do. Have a
1: great evening, gentlemen. All
2: right, you Thank too now. You. Bye-bye.
1: All right, a shout-out to Brittany Jones. Thank you for being my partner in this. Never had it so good. She knows sports. We'll see you next time.